Welcome to another inspirational episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. You have to know what your customers' customers want. And uh, journalists' customers, in a way, are the, the readers or the viewers or the users. Monetizing Your Creativity asks the question, what does it take to earn a living with your creative talents? You gotta think in an entrepreneurial way, which is how do I solve a problem for that person? How do, what, what do they need? And what a reporter needs is a compelling story and good quotes. We focus on the success principles common to all disciplines by interviewing producers, directors, writers, actors, cinematographers, music composers, animators, designers, and much, much more. Learn how to create your own path to success. Let's roll. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Monetizing Your Creativity. I'm your host, Marvin Polis, and not joining me this time is your co-host, Fred Keating. Fred is actually in Vancouver, Canada today. He's wrangling some new stories for our podcast, and I happen to be in Edmonton, Canada. Now, why am I in Edmonton? Well, it's because I'm at a professional development session for the International Association of Business Communicators, the Edmonton chapter of that organization. And that professional development session has just wrapped up. And I'm lucky enough to have pulled aside the presenter of that session. Her name is Karen Unland. Karen is a former journalist for a major daily newspaper here in Canada, and she no longer works for that organization. And now she's a blogger and a podcaster. Now, the topic of her presentation, and I'm going to paraphrase here, is really how to pitch stories to get publicity for your project. It's a very intriguing topic, and I know it's something that we all care about as we work on our projects and want to get the word out there, and hopefully we want to get the news media to pick up on our stories. So one of the things that really stood out about your presentation, Karen, is this whole idea of pitching like an entrepreneur. Tell us about this. Right, so I, I could dock it down to about three points. One is solve problems, and not your own problem to get media, but solve the, the reporter's problem who ultimately has to solve the, the reader or the viewer's problem. The second one is to know your market. So you really have to be pitching the right people. Spray and pray doesn't work. You want to make sure that you are targeting your pitch to the person who is going to actually be interested in doing that story. And the third one is to um, make it easy, be, create a really good user experience for that person that you're pitching because they are uh, stretched. They need everything to be as easy as possible for them to not only do that story, but come back to you again for future ones. Let's dive into that just a little bit. What do you mean by solve a problem? So when you're trying to pitch something, it's really easy to be in, in the mindset of we've got to get this message out and it's just the wrong way to do it. You've got to think in an entrepreneurial way, which is how do I solve a problem for that person? How do, what, what do they need? And what a reporter needs is a compelling story and good quotes. So you gotta have that in mind. The other way to think about it is kind of the same way that a B2B service provider does. You have to know what your customers' customers want. And uh, journalists' customers, in a way, are the, the readers or the viewers or the users. And so they want delightful stories, insightful stories, interesting stories, news they can use, as they say. And so it, you have to provide that. And that is a step beyond boss wants me to get this out. 
That does kind of cross over into your second point a little bit, which is knowing your market. Is there anything else you want to say about knowing your market? Like I said in the presentation, if you've got a BCC list with a whole bunch of names that you inherited, probably lots of them aren't working there anymore. And uh, the other ones are just not going to be that interested in a pitch that's sent to everybody. If you tell everybody something, you're basically telling nobody something. Find the Build the relationship with the reporter who's got a track record of being interested in the thing you're talking about. And you have some pretty strong thoughts on using Twitter to pitch. Tell me about this. <laughs> well, it's just, Twitter is amazing. I love Twitter, but I don't think it's a place to pitch stories. It puts, uh, it's not the place where most of us are um, working. We're reading and interacting and engaging, but it's not where we are thinking, I'm going to do a story about that. So I think that people should use Twitter to gather intelligence on the people. But I think that pitching should happen in email because that's when the reporter is in work mode and thinking mode and, and thinking about what's the next story that I want to do. What about the danger of your email getting buried into an in-basket? What are some strategies to try to influence that that doesn't happen? Um, well, first of all, understand it's going to, right? They just, uh, every assignment desk gets hundreds of emails a day. And so um, your best chance is to make sure you've got a really compelling and true subject line that gets them to open it. And it's got to come from somebody that they know that increases the chances that they're going to open it. If it just comes from a nameless, faceless PR firm, it's going to go in the trash. So you really want to see that email come from somebody who's really close to the story? Close to the story. In fact, it, if it comes from the person who's in the story, depending on the kind of story it is, that might be better than if it comes from the communications professional. Or if it's a communications professional that the reporter has had a good experience with before, then that might be the way to, to get that open so they got a chance. You mentioned great user experience. What else needs to be said there? I think that it's important that all the pieces are there as easily as possible for the reporter. So it doesn't matter whether you're in print or even radio or TV. Everybody's got a website. Every website needs visuals. So you got to have something that somebody can take a picture of. If it makes sense to take video of it, then it's got to be easy for them to get video of it. Um, if there are other bells and whistles that help them tell that story, whether it's audio or, or graphics or whatever, then provide all of that. And make sure that the good quote, the person that you want quoted in that story is really easy to get a hold of. Now, one of the special passions that you have since you left traditional journalism is that you're now a podcaster, you're a blogger. You had some special thoughts with respect to reaching bloggers and podcasters. Can you tell me about this? There's a huge community of people who are independent media producers. They are writing their own blogs and producing their own podcasts and telling local stories. They are people that you can pitch your stories to, and they are a worthwhile part of the ecosystem for communications professionals to be taking into account because they have audiences, and they also can provide that social proof that this is a story which the mainstream media will be possibly more likely to pick up on. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Aren't they really a small part of the ecosystem? They're a growing part of the ecosystem for sure. Each individual blogger or podcaster is small, but collectively there's a lot of them and they're interconnected in our city for sure. And there are more and more ways for people to discover what they're making. So, uh, and in, in the end, it doesn't really matter if their audience is small. If they do a story and that gives you a link that you can share with others, then you're kind of, then build your own audience. You win either way. And I guess, as we talked about there, there is that issue of social proof. Yeah, it's very 
I mean, it, people, journalists are humans, and, and if they think that, if they see that somebody else thought it was a story, that's going to help them decide it was a story too. And if it's a good story, it's a good story. It's just getting it out there so people can see it. Well said, Karen. Where can our listeners find out more about you? So best place is to go to my website, which is seenandheardyeg.com. That's seenandheardyeg.com. Uh, Y-E-G is short for Edmonton. That's where all my uh, email address and my social media connections are. Splendid. Thanks for joining us today. Really a pleasure to talk to you, Marv. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to Monetizing Your Creativity. Be sure to join us next time by subscribing to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, please leave a review. It helps us with our ratings. You can also visit monetizingyourcreativity.com for more information about the show. And hey, be sure to tell your friends who want to understand how to monetize their creativity.